Hello, everybody. My name is Dan Van Horn. I'm the senior pastor here at Trinity Baptist Church in Fairfield, Connecticut, and we want to welcome you to the TBC Provoke podcast. This is where we hope to stimulate, stir up, and provoke you to love and good deeds by taking the conversation we start on Sunday mornings and bring it into the middle of your week. Dan, it's season two. Yeah. This is season two of our podcast. Did you ever think that we would that... see this day? Um, I never thought I would have a podcast. <laughs> really? But here it is. It's season two. That means it's year two. And we're going to have more episodes this season than we had last season. Right. F- 52, right? Because we're, yeah, we're, well, 50. That, that's ambitious. <laughs> Let's say, let's just, let's hedge our bets and say a solid 45. <laughs> uh, well, because, you know, we took a couple weeks off. We had the holidays. Oh, yeah. And so we don't typically record on, on holidays. And, and yet, I think we finished last year with 27 episodes. Wow. Yeah. And to our 11 listeners... We thank you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. That's right. That's right. Uh, I, I would have to say, though, I have been thinking a lot about some of the offerings that we started this last year. And I think, I think there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like we at the whole start of this global pandemic, we kind of were asking the question, how do we keep the conversation going throughout the week, given that everyone was going to be quarantining and staying closer to home. How do we keep these conversations around the gospel going in such a way that it bears good fruit in our lives? Absolutely. And as long as we keep asking that question, allowing ourselves to be creative, I think 2021 has a lot of potential. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hopefully too, we, we can kind of one of my hopes for this year for this podcast in particular, just about the podcast is that we can kind of break that barrier and, and engage more with the people who are listening and kind of have this two way conversation if they'll allow us, you know? Absolutely. And we actually, we can do that with the application that we use to record. Uh, so I'm going to take a moment real quick and just say, Hey everybody, welcome to the TBC Provoke podcast. My name is Clayton, and my guest, as always, is Senior Pastor Dan Van Horn. Hey, everyone. And as we record this right now, in the first week of the first month of the new year, uh, we are putting it a call. We're putting a call out to you. If you would like to participate in what we're doing here on the podcast, we welcome that. Currently, we are starting a four-week Q&A series. We've started getting questions from some of the members of the church, some of the people who uh, listen to our podcast, and we're going to start answering those over the next couple weeks. And if you have a question you would like answered, be it about Trinity or about your walk with Jesus or our walk with Jesus, then please feel free to ask those questions. You can reach Dan or myself at our emails. And for instance, my email is clayton at trinityfairfield.org. And Dan, what's yours? Mine is dan at trinityfairfield.org. 
spectacular. Now, if you happen to be listening to us on the Anchor platform, you can actually leave a message for our podcast. Uh, and there are some applications that will allow you to leave a voice message. We can actually play listener questions on air, which could be exciting. Oh, I'm going to do that. How do you do that? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I will find out how to do that and we'll let everybody know. Okay, good. Uh, and then I'll have to find out how to edit those. So that. <laughs> well, we, like I said, we are starting our Q&A series. It's 2021. It's a new year. Uh, we're, we're launching some new conversations at Trinity here in this new year. Uh, and we wanted to sort of start this new season, this new episode, this new year uh, with some questions. And these are actually some questions that my wife and I ask each other every year. Our family happens to live all over the place. My folks live in Kansas City. Her folks live in Tampa. They were living in Birmingham for a while. And so typically every Christmas or every Thanksgiving, we have some very long road trips to take, <laughs> uh, about 3,000 miles round trip. Uh, which means you fill up your car and you get the oil changed and you go see your family and you come back and you fill up the car and you get the oil changed again. And one of the things that we started doing on these road trips shortly after we got married was kind of a debrief on the year. We'd ask each other some questions about how we felt the year went, what we felt we learned, uh, what we thought the Lord was doing in the year to come, and what we hoped to see in this new season. And so to start off our Q&A series, I'm going to cue Dan and let him answer some of these same year-end, year-beginning questions. Dan, are you ready oh, for I this? Am. I'm excited. This is fun. Awesome. Wait, wait. Before we do, can so, I ask you a question? Yeah. Okay, big question. How do you big how question. do you keep the peace on such long road trips to visit family? Oh no, no. We just you fully expect that there will be no <laughs> peace. It's just part of the trip. <laughs> Good. You know, all right, there's no. This is not an idyllic drive through the country to see. You're going to see family. Right. It's a yeah. holiday. You know. Uh, somebody asked me. We just got back from seeing my folks. Thank God we were able to travel with no problems. Nobody got sick. But somebody said, hey, how was your vacation? And I said, it wasn't a vacation. <laughs> it was a holiday, and holidays are work. <laughs> and they go, oh, yeah, I, I get that. I understand that. Because – we and it's always us. We always travel. Yeah. I don't know how it became us, but it is always us. So two to three days on the road, and then you've got to get there and you've got to unload, and then you've got to get everybody acclimated to the new time zone. And then you got to try to do that during the holidays, which are always stressful, even though everybody's supposed to be behaving themselves. Right. And, and then when you make it out of the holidays by the skin of your teeth, then you've got to drive home. And it's another two to three days on the road. And then you've got to acclimate to the new time zone and you got to go back to work. So you know, you get to see your family. And I will say, for my part, there was some really sweet moments this year, uh, both at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. But it's work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's work. Uh, you get home from vacation and you need a vacation. Right. Uh, 
And, and I, I think a lot of people acknowledge that, but I don't know that everybody would just say it. But that's me. That's how I am. I will just say, just it. say it. It was work. <laughs> um, I, will say, I will say that Jesse and I have begun to celebrate the moment that we realize, like, hey, we got in the car. We're only an hour late from when we wanted to leave. And nobody got in a fight. That's a win. That's that's a real win. You know. Uh, and and then you generally thank the Lord. You're like, thank you, Jesus, that we didn't run over each other trying to get into the car. Uh, however, I have learned that uh, story time helps. Video games help. My daughter loves to listen to full length musicals. Oh yeah. Because they're story, they're story based, mm-hmm. and so her little imagination will just like lock in for two to three hours, which is awesome. Yeah. Now she does generally want to listen to them over and over and over again. So twenty four hours of the Music Man only goes so far. Yeah. But those are some of the things that we've we've learned. I listen to podcasts. I put headphones in. I go. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. <laughs> I'm driving. Right. What about you? How do you? How do, how do you handle road trips? Or is your family a road trip happy family? Uh, for the most part, yeah. We just we uh, give them Dramamine and <laughs> <laughs> set them loose. That's uh, right. Yeah. No, I mean, all right, everybody, take your Sudafed. Yeah, we've we've had those road trips where like car sickness just takes over, and it's no fun for anyone. So, oh, no. on the one hand we have a legitimate reason to give them Dramamine. On the other hand, there's a great side effect with, which is they sleep. Uh, Brilliant. And I found mm. that if you let them watch a movie on the iPad or something like that, they sleep after yeah. the movie's done. So you get like a movie, like a two hour movie and then a sleep. So brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. We did, we did utilize some screen time to our advantage. Yeah. This, this trip, uh, Okay, Dan, are you ready? Yes. Yep. Here we go. All right. Now, one of the reasons I want to ask these questions is because I want people to get to know you mm-hmm. and by proxy get to know our community, yeah. right? Because we see you every Sunday and generally, you know, we like we hear your heart when it comes to the scripture and teaching the scripture, but you have a life apart from sermons. I do. And, and, a major component of that life is your care and compassion for the community and your relationship with Jesus. And so, so here's question number one, Dan, we all know that 2020 was an unprecedented year. I think that's on a t-shirt somewhere. (laughs) It's been said so much, but with every difficulty, there are bright spots. And so what would you say in light of all that's happened in this past year, what would you say is the one thing that you'll take away from 2021 as a victory? Oh yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I think for me, it is the realization that God is always faithful to me. Now on the one hand, that sounds very much like a pastoral answer, a Sunday school answer, but Jesus, yeah, right, exactly. But, I think what 2020 has shown me is there's a lot of things that come up that are just unexpected and you're, you're not prepared for them. And so there's, 
moments of great joy and rejoicing that are even sweeter. And there's moments of great difficulty that are even more difficult. But in all of that, I feel like God is, has always remained very present to me. Um, and I, I've been, I know that he's always there with me, that he's faithful, that he's watching over and guiding me. But I think I've become more aware of his presence with me. And I think a big part of that is 2020 forced me to operate in a way that is so contradictory to my personality. You know, I'm, yeah. I like to be a steady Eddie. I like to keep things um, kind of in, uh, you know, sustainable maintenance mode. I don't like thinking uh, in pioneer language or as an entrepreneur, it's not how I'm built. Uh, and yet in many ways, God, like I, I, I was as a pastor of a church, I had to operate in that realm this year and mm-hmm. and also as a, a father and a husband um and i found that uh that he he was he was faithful to guide me through all of that um you know i i rem- i look back on the year and i remember certain key moments that um you know i just think were i was so thankful for and then there's other moments that you know like sitting in front of friends and hearing them share some very difficult words with me that uh that were frankly painful it hurt and yet um you know god led me through that in a way that was uh only he could only he could yeah and and so i think man how how do you survive how do you how do you come through this pandemic with any hope for the future and not believe in a higher power I don't know. I, I'm just so thankful for the reminder that he, that he has reminded me that he is there with me. Yeah, indeed. Amen. That difficulties improve or prove our, our patience and our character and that, that in our character being developed by him, we have a growing trust in him. Yeah. I know, I know there have been, emblematic situations in my growth as a believer where it's almost identical situations, you know, almost identical difficulties spread out three, four, five years apart. Mm -hmm. And with each one that we come through, the next one becomes, what do I want to say? No less difficult, but all the more peaceful. Yeah. Because I can go, Oh wait, this reminds me of the last time Jesus delivered us from this situation. Yeah. And won't he do it again? Oh, it's, it, that's hope, right? I mean, it's, it's not, yeah. it's not wishful thinking. It's just a, a confidence that no matter what our circumstances in the present moment tell us, we're, we're even more confident today of what tomorrow will be. That's awesome. Amen. Yeah, I, I think that that's, that's kind of, um, for me, with this year, it's, this year has been, I wouldn't say it's been a, le- a leveling of the playing field, but it's been a clarifying season for myself, and I think for the church, capital C Church, and for individuals of Christ, the followers of Christ. Yes. Um, and I think that's, that's the part that's very much up and down. You know, you, you, you know through this, we see the character of, of our faith, we see the character of our our, the faith of our neighbors. And some of that is shocking. 
and troubling. And some of that is refreshing and, and a reminder, you know, it's difficult to swallow those moments when God reveals areas of weakness or of, um, of failure. And yet his love for me is, hasn't changed. And I think yeah. that's been uh, a major lesson I've learned this year is that, you know, I don't need to be afraid of failure uh, because his love for me is secure. Amen. Yeah. If you had to be a success for God to love you, who could receive his love? Exactly. Yeah. You know, there is certainly a surety in that. Uh, and, and Paul talks about this, right? When we were enemies of the cross, when we were aliens in a foreign land, grace was cast upon us and we were adopted. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, we, we talked about that um, just a few months ago in John when he says he, the spirit of adoption is with the Lord. He'll not leave us to be orphans. Uh, and that is a promise that he makes to us in spite of our situation, yeah. you know, or how we're feeling at the moment. Right. Amen. Okay. So that's 2020. But now it's 2021. It's a whole new year. Yeah. It's the roaring 20s, Dan. <laughs> These are the roaring 20s all over again in a new way, maybe. Is that, is that when swing dance became popular? No. Uh, jazz became much more popular during the 20s and big band and and swing music and yes prohibition that is that's right uh, check my history also, i'm not and, sure and we we saw how we saw how that went um so uh but it is it's the it's 2021 it's a new year and my question to you is what is your hope for 2021 yeah uh, and now are you talking about for me, myself or for yeah, the, the you congregation personally. for me, my, me personally? Yeah. Um, I think some of the tendency to uh, the masks that we all wear. And, and so I'm one of all of us, you know, one of, I'm a human being. Uh, I pray for those masks to come down, you know, um, I think. For me, there's a certain sense that I'm hungry and hopeful that in 2021, there will be more opportunity for real conversations to go on about matters that, and, that really matter, you know? And you're, and you're speaking figuratively about masks, well, meaning yeah. like the, the presentations <laughs> of self right. that we put out, yes. right? Like the, the not authentic Clayton the sort of in public Clayton yeah, and, and how do we, how do we bring those down so that we get to real authentic relationship and community? Yeah. That's so funny. I wasn't even thinking about that, but you're right. In this day and age, you got to clarify what math we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and I think that that's, that's what I'm, that's what I long for myself is to have relationships with people where, uh, where I can be honest with them and and I'm not talking about like opening every, every closet in my soul to them, but where I don't feel the pressure to perform. I don't feel the pressure to pretend. Um, but I, I can truly trust the people that I'm in fellowship with. And yeah, you know, it's, it's funny, but I, I feel like in some ways I myself have experienced more of that, 
with my neighbors in the community of Fairfield than I have even within the church. And, and I don't mean that as a, a judgment solely on Trinity per se, but that, you know, I think sometimes we get so concerned with looking the part of being a Christian right. that we inadvertently allow these, you know, proverbial masks to go up. Um, and so I'm hopeful that in 2021 that I'm going to, be able to experience more relationships with people where we're able to be honest with one another and honest with ourselves. Absolutely. Well, and this is not a new, this is not a new issue. You know, like you said, I don't, I don't want to speak in a way that, you know, uh, hurts Trinity or, or the local church, but you can look at the scripture and you see that this is something that the church has been talking about for thousands of years, right? right? Paul rebukes Peter. He says, I went up, I went up to Jerusalem and I got in his face because I could see that with the Gentiles, he was behaving one way and with the Jews, he was behaving another. Yeah. Right. John the Baptist, Jesus himself, he calls out the Pharisees and he's like, I know what's in your heart. And look at, look at you guys putting on airs yeah. and uh, authentic, communication, authentic community, genuine relationships. This is so valuable. And that's what the, I, I, and this is what I hear you say, the gospel unlocks that because the gospel gives you the grace to work through the brokenness of people. Yeah. Well, it, it, it calls to that too. Like, Yes. If we, we can't just say we have this mental assent to this idea about Jesus without being called to that life where we're, and this is where it begins, honest with ourselves, you know, and, mm-hmm. and if I'm going to be honest with myself, then, and I'm, yet I'm called into community, that means that I need to, I need to be in a place where I can be honest with other people. Right. And, um, and, and, you know, in any organization, any community, that's a challenge. Uh, I think that, some of the outcomes of COVID and 2020 is I think that it's, I think that it's kind of softened the walls that we put up where we are desiring to be, uh, to not be genuine with one another. And, right. and I, I th- everybody's so burnt out, right. They just can't help but be genuine. Yeah. And they're asking big questions. They're asking yeah. big questions about, man, who am I? Uh, you know, like when you strip away all these things that, that COVID has stripped away from my life, what's left. And, and they don't want to necessarily ask those questions by themselves. They're starting to have conversations with other people and, um, you know, they're asking questions of what, what will the future look like? You know, what, what does the next couple of years look like? And, um, you know, those are all conversations that are happening out there. Um, and I can be a part of that, but I've got to be willing to be honest with myself and contribute to that conversation Yeah, from a place of, of honesty. Uh, and as I often do, I'm going to beat the drum of the Holy Spirit in your life, mm-hmm. right? Because if Jesus is at work in you, the Holy Spirit is going to tell you, he's going to say, you know, you're not really being honest right now, Clayton. Uh, you should, you should tell the truth to this person who's talking to you. Right. And then, and then you have that dialogue inside, 
you know, we were like, uh, but Jesus, if I do that, then they'll know me. Right. And they'll know what I'm good at and what I'm bad at. Right. Yes, Clayton, that's the point. <laughs> that's when community can be community, right? In in my weaknesses, he's made strong. And that same idiom works in community as well. When I cannot provide, community can provide and community is made strong. Yeah. When, when community has a need and I have the ability, then I lend myself to community and community is made strong. But you've got to be honest. You've got to heed the Holy Spirit telling you to be honest and to be visible. Uh, I think evangelistically, and and I, and you started this by saying, you know, myself or for the church, but really, for yourself and for the church, I think evangelistically, if we could all be honest like that, then the way that the world sees the church as hypocritical would just be washed away. Yeah, you know, may there be no one more genuine and heartfelt in their love and their honesty than the church of God. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I, I think that's where transformation happens. It's not, you know, we're, we're not out there trying to change other people. That's really up to God, right? I mean, that's up to the Holy Spirit, as you were mentioning, doing that work in us. But what yeah. we are responsible for is cooperating with the Holy Spirit and letting him transform our lives. And, and being honest with ourselves is a big part of that. You know, it's just, is a big start to it. Um, you know, like this last year, someone uh, led me through a conversation where he just asked some questions to get me to reflect on my journey of faith. And they were great, great questions. But, um, you know, like I think that they, uh, I don't remember all of them, but what I do remember is just this realization of the influence that shame has played in my, in, in my life. And, mm. uh, and it, you know, on one hand, it's like, well, well, there's not much to celebrate with this moment where you realize that you you struggle with with this fear of of being shame, ashamed. Yeah. Um, but yet there was this this moment of freedom because it's like once you can, once you're honest with yourself and you can put your finger on what's going, what's truly going on within your soul. Um, yeah. There's more of an ability to cooperate with the Holy Spirit to cooperate with that transformation that God wants to bring about in your life rather than hide behind these proverbial masks. You told a story a couple Sundays ago about being a kid and and being afraid of this song that your grandmother used (laughs) to sing. Yep. And and so I just, I got, as you were sharing this, uh, I, I got this analogy, this picture in my head about what it is to be afraid of things when you don't know what they are. Yeah. And, I'll use an exa- I'll use an example from my real life that illustrates this because it's it's almost the same uh, image, which is my grandparents had a basement, mm. and it was a dark basement, and it was full of stuff. My my grandfather just collected things, not not because he had collections, but more because he had compulsions. And so the basement was always full of things. And when you walked into the basement to retrieve something, a can of beans or salsa or something, uh, it was like this terrifying journey into the unknown. Mm -hmm. Uh, And 
there would be something in the corner and you're not quite sure what it is. But if you can get to the pull string on the light, then the light that is cast in the corner reveals that it's just an old coat rack. Mm -hmm. And that thing that brought so much anxiety and fear all of a sudden is revealed to be nothing. Mm -hmm. And so simultaneously you are shown to have been afraid of a nothing, mm -hmm. which is not necessarily something to rejoice in. But at the same time, the light has shown you that there is now nothing else to be afraid of. Yeah. And that the light of the spirit does that in our hearts. Like it works its way into us and into our relationships and into our lives. And it shines a light on something and you go, oh, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. I guess that really wasn't anything to be afraid of. But also the dark things are made light and now you can move forward with a greater confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And all that happens as we create a, a situation, a space where that light can be turned on, right? Where we can actually see what's hidden in darkness and be okay with it and be, be okay with one another. Um, Amen. So I, I, I want to seek out relationships this year where I feel safe to be truthful with myself and with them, you know, May we all do that. And and may we do it within the community of Trinity. Right? Yeah. That's that's what we all signed up for, yeah. right? When we became believers and then we and we uh, gave ourselves to the covenant of community, what we said is, "Hey, I'm here and I'm here to be seen and I'm here to see, I'm here to be helped and I'm here to help." I mean, that's, that is the walk of Christian community. Mm -hmm. All right, Dan, I've got one more question for you. Now, you may not have an answer for this one yet, but I'm going to ask it anyway, mm -hmm. uh, because this is, it's less of a question for any one individual, and it's more of a conversation mm -hmm. that uh, I want to prompt everybody to undertake. Yeah. So for the last four or five years, my wife and I, in the midst of this conversation that you and I have just had, will often pause and pray. And sometimes it takes more time than others. Uh, sometimes the answer seems to be really quick. And sometimes it, it just takes some uh, persistence. But we ask one another, what word has the Lord given you for this next year? Or what is the Lord saying to you for this next year? So we've had, what's our lesson from 2020? What's our hope for 2021? But that's still pretty much focused on us. The next question then would be, what has the Lord spoken to you about this coming year? Or what word has the Lord spoken over you for this coming year? Uh, as an example, in 2018, Without any hesitation, I knew that the Lord said to me, promised land. And in January of 2018, I had no idea what that meant. I really did not. But 2018 was the year that I learned about Trinity. And in 2019, the Lord said to Jesse, new rhythms. And that's what much of 2019 was. It was learning this community and growing in this community. 
and, and finding our rhythm in and our relationships with, with you guys and the Russells and the rest of the church. Uh, 2020. I don't even know what it was in 2020. <laughs> it was just like chaos. I don't, I don't even know that I Indeed. asked. It was just like, Lord help. But we've, we've restarted this conversation. And in 2021, we're praying, you know, Lord, speak to me about what your word is for this year. Now, Jesse, she can already put a stamp on it. She's already written it down. She knows what the Lord is saying to her for 2021. I don't know that mm -hmm. I have that answer yet. I'm still praying about it. Um, and I have, and I've sort of disciplined myself into that conversation. Uh, yeah. But that's my question for you. What do you feel like the Lord is saying to yeah. you? Wow, that's a big question. About this next year. Um, I feel like this is something that I'm probably still praying through with the Lord um, as to, you know, yeah. is this truly what it is? Is this, what is, you know, what does it mean? Um, but yeah. I feel like he's shown me that there's a lot of, a lot of potential opportunity for, for um, my own personal growth in faith, uh, my own walk with him, um, my family, um, and also my ministry. Um, and I think that has led me to believe that there's, if he's, if he is saying something directly to me about the year ahead, uh, it is to be bold, but not careless. Um, because I'm not used to being yes. bold. Yes. I feel like he's inviting me to be. So I think there's like, there's, a, he's inviting me to say, you know, well, I'm working this out, but I'm wondering if he's saying, Hey, it's okay to be bold. You can be, you can be careful while you're being bold. Um, and that works for my personality. It's kind of like a dipping your toes in the water of being, uh, you know, um, well, like, like he's giving words to Joshua before they cross the Jordan river, be strong and courageous, you know, um, that there's a sense yes. of like, you know, yes. be confident in the, in the season ahead because, uh, there's, there's, a, there's, God is, is promised to be working in it. And, um, and so I'm still, like I said, I'm still trying to work this out a little bit for myself as to what it means in my own kind of growth and faith and also in, in ministry. But, uh, I do feel like, there's an invitation that there, this is a unique season in the life of the church and in, in history where, man, there's, there's great potential ahead of us uh, because of some of the changes of this past year. <laughs> oh, I love to hear that. I love to hear that. Oh, that's awesome. Well, everybody, I want you to ask the same question. Maybe go through the same reflection, the same Q&A that, that Dan and I have just gone through. What's your, what's your highlight? You know, what is the thing the Lord has done in 2020 that, that you know you can carry on into your walk with Jesus? What is your hope for 2021? What do you hope to see God do in you and in your community this year? And, and at last... What do you, and this is an invitation to a conversation with a living God. He wants to talk to you. I cannot say that enough. What 
is the Lord saying to you for this year to come? And I pray it is boldness. Well, hey, everybody, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, I hope this provokes you unto good works, that as you hear and think about these things, that you would strike up these conversations with others, even if it's just to say, can you believe what those two knuckleheads said? (laughs) But it is our sincere hope that this conversation leaves Sunday and enters into your life where the boots are on the ground. It enters into your relationships and it begins to shape and mold how you see yourself as a believer, but also how you see yourself as a part of this community. We love you. God bless.